Welcome to the Teacher Transition Podcast, where we celebrate the amazing things former teachers are now doing outside of the classroom. And where teachers who are considering making a move of their own can find the resources, guidance, and support that they need to take their next steps. I'm your host, Allie Parrish, and I'm so glad that you're here. And welcome back to another episode of the Teacher Transition Podcast. First, we're going to give a shout out to some of our course members and some of our members in the membership. Let's start with Angie. Angie has recently landed her first contract position as an instructional designer. You guys, she's making 4000 bucks on just this current contracting project. So excited for you. Great job with all that you're doing. So happy about the update. That's great. We also have Kelly. Kelly has been applying to multiple companies. And like many teachers, she's starting to get offers for contract positions not necessarily full-time positions yet. And you guys, contract positions can be such a blessing. Sometimes people think, wait, but it's contract. And I was thinking full-time. It's kind of like dating before having a more serious relationship. You each get to see, right? Both you and the employer get to see if it's a good fit. So it can be a really great way to go. And Kelly has also been sharing fantastic things on on LinkedIn. I love that, you know, she's, she's shared our course and podcasts and other, other resources. So helpful. And some of you might be thinking, wait, but LinkedIn, but then my colleagues would be seeing this. Well, a lot of people in the education community actually aren't on LinkedIn. True for some, not true for others, right? But it's also healthy for us to be developing a culture where we can talk about continued career development, different aspects of teaching, different areas for contribution. And Kelly's really, really paving some great needed and important roads with that. So thanks so much for your influence with that, Kelly. And, you know, Kelly had really great questions about, wait, okay, so this is a contract opportunity. Well, how do I go about that? If you haven't started your own company, if you haven't taken a contract before, maybe you're wanting to do independent freelancing work. Maybe you're wanting to start your own company and sell your own products and resources, your educational resources. Maybe you don't just want it on Teachers Pay Teachers or Etsy, where they're taking a piece of the pie with it. Or maybe you want to be an educational consultant and start your own company. There are so many questions that go into all of that. And I'm very familiar with those questions from having started my own companies, right? So some of the questions that they've asked and that I remember asking is, how do I set this up, right? How do I set this up legally with my state? How do I set up things? How do I prepare for tax season? What is it like to not be an employee of a company, but rather to be self-employed? How do I know how much to charge? right? When, when an education company wanted me to start doing work for them independently, it was one of my first independent freelancing gigs. So I need to figure out how, how much am I going to charge them hourly or per project? So many great questions have been coming in from teachers about this. That this is going to be the topic of our membership in January. So I'm going to show you how to set up your own company, how to prepare things for tax season. I'm going to give you access to the templates that I created with uh, lawyers and others that cost me hundreds of dollars. 
you can use them. Okay. And so much more. Whatever questions you have, feel free to bring them. If you just want to start your own side hustle, or if you want this to be your main thing, and maybe you're thinking, wait, I'm a teacher. I don't want to do something like this. I don't want another company. Like this isn't what I have anticipated or what I've wanted. I just want to cue your mind to a couple of things. One, think about three years from now, right? If you're a young teacher and you're thinking, uh, I don't want to be doing this out in a few years from now, what is your family life going to look like? It's great to prepare now before you want it to be something like that later. If you want to be working independently from home on your own hours with flexibility, now is a great time to start. Or maybe you are an experienced teacher. You can see the sunset on the horizon of retirement and you still want to be doing something, building on the skill set that you've developed for years. This is a great way to do that. And right now is the best time to develop an online business. Like it is so much easier now than it has ever been in the past. So I love being able to support those in our membership. They really are the people that I focus on most, right? We know as teachers and just as people that we can't give all of our attention to everyone and everything. And those in our membership are really those that I can focus on most. So I love being able to do, to do that. So that is the topic of our membership in January, if you want to be starting your own business. But today's podcast episode is about teacher burnout, right? And everyone in the membership can get access to the Beat Teacher Burnout training as well that we have for you. So let's go ahead and let's jump into today's topic about teacher burnout. Now, we've all heard about it. In fact, we've probably heard about it too much and we've all experienced it more than we would like to admit, right? But we're not only going to be talking about what it is. I want to also share with you what it is not. The term teacher burnout is referred to way more than it needs to be. Sometimes what we're experiencing actually isn't burnout. It's something else. So in today's episode, I want you to identify am I experiencing burnout or am I experiencing this other thing or that other thing? I'm going to help you with that. First, we need to know what it is in order to remedy it or to fix it. Okay. So we're going to be identifying if it is burnout or if it is something else. So let's back it up in time a bit. I remember being in my classroom I'd been there for a handful of years and I started to feel something a little meh, right? I didn't know what I was feeling. I could tell I was starting to feel, you know, a little dissatisfied, a little uncomfortable, a little bit of angst, but what was it, right? Was it my coworkers? No, my coworkers were actually really awesome. Was it my students? No, my students were awesome too. Sure, there were tricky things and challenges. There always are. And there are going to be regardless of what work we do. But that wasn't why I was feeling this kind of dissatisfaction. So what was it, right? I remember thinking like, what am I feeling and why? And you've probably heard in other episodes how I researched it, how I identified what it was, what it wasn't. But that's part of it that I want to talk with you about today. So we're going to clarify what teacher burnout actually is and what it is not. People throw around the statistics about how frequently teachers are leaving the profession, 
right? They throw that around those statistics all the time. And they often say, this is because of burnout. Well, we know that that's actually not the case. With the majority of teachers, they're not leaving because of burnout. They're leaving because they want to advance. They want more opportunities. They want development. But burnout is still an incredibly real thing. And in many cases, it's preventable. So the term burnout was coined in the 70s. And the man who coined the term, he first was referring to the majority of professions that are in kind of the helping category of professions. Things like caretaking, social work, nursing, doctors, and teachers. In fact, a lot of teachers who go beyond the classroom go into other forms of work in that same category, that kind of helping category of of the work sector. So burnout is very high in these kinds of helping professions. But burnout is real in a lot of different professions, but it's especially high with teachers and nurses and others in that helping category. We love to help, right? Happy to please also. It's another thing that we have to be cautious of as teachers. So the consequences of burnout, all right, it's severe stress. They have very high ideals and they really do want to help people. So here's the actual definition of burnout. Let's be really clear about this so we can identify what is burnout? When am I experiencing it? What is it not? And when am I actually experiencing something quite different? So the definition is to cause to fail wear out or become exhausted, especially from overwork or overuse, right? Burnout correlates with certain things and some of those are having unrealistic work expectations, unrealistic deadlines for certain work things. It's really being overworked and overused, all right? So I want you to imagine to yourself three different teachers and each of them looks pretty stressed out. Now, maybe with the first teacher, you're thinking, oh yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're burnt out. And a lot of people would say, oh, all of these teachers are probably getting burnt out. But what these three stressed out teachers are actually experiencing is something quite different from one another. The first might be experiencing burnout, right? Overwork and overuse. The second looks stressed out, but what they're actually stressed out about is the fact that they're being asked to do something that they don't really want to be doing as a teacher. That category is called differences with decision makers. It might be your administrator. It might be your district policy. But if you're being asked to do something or too many things and you're like, this does not align with my vision of what's right, then that's a difference with a decision maker. Now, this third teacher that you're envisioning might be a teacher that looks really stressed out, but what they're actually experiencing is that they're just ready for more. Most teachers don't quit because they're burnt out. Most teachers don't quit because they are quitters, right? We're not quitters. Teachers, more often than not, are wanting something more, more opportunities, more flexibility, more respect. We all understand that one from having been a teacher, or maybe it's more income, the need to provide for your family and the life that you want the way that you want it, okay? 
Those are all good desires. None of those are bad things. They're all very, very good things. And for a lot of teachers, they just want to be able to help in more ways or new ways. Whatever it is for you, let's identify which of these three categories you might be in. If you're feeling a little angst or a little uncomfortable, if you're just not feeling right, okay? So we're going to be talking about the symptoms in each of these categories and the solutions for them. Now, a lot of people think, oh, teacher burnout, so I just need to relax more and take some time for myself and I'm going to be all better, right? Now, that might be a solution for burnout, but that is not at all a solution for these other two categories, okay? Just like with sicknesses, with an illness, someone might have the cold, they might have a flu, they might have pneumonia, they might have cancer. We could say all of these people are sick, right? But similar with teachers and and not feeling right, it wouldn't be right to say all sick people have a cold. Same with teachers. It's not accurate to be saying all of these teachers are experiencing burnout. No, these are actually very different things. And just like with illness and sickness, different illnesses or different symptoms have different uh, solutions, right? So you might have similar symptoms in all of these categories, but their causes are different. And so are the cures for each of them. So let's go ahead and talk about the symptoms, the causes, and the cures. Some of the symptoms in each of these categories are very different from each other. So in the burnout category, teachers express, and the research on this is fascinating, but the symptoms they experience a lot are overwhelm, fatigue, and stress. Is that what you're experiencing? Okay. The symptoms in this category of differences with decision makers are things like frustration with decisions that are being made or what you're being asked to do. Sometimes it's anger, right? You really are upset about what's being asked of you or decisions and policies. Or maybe you feel helpless. Maybe you feel some resentment. Those are aspects related with decision-making. Okay? And certain things that you feel like are completely out of your control. Maybe you feel like you have no say in how it goes. And symptoms for those who are ready for more, see if this is how you feel, they feel underwhelmed, right? They're not being challenged very much. It feels stagnant. Nothing's new or piquing their interest in exciting growth kind of ways. They feel a lack of interest. They feel disengaged. And being disengaged at work is a really almost scary kind of a thing. The correlation that goes with it is is not good. It's not correlated with great things. None of these, none of these categories are correlated with great things. We don't want anyone to experience this, right? Your coworkers also don't want someone to experience this. Your your students and their parents, no one wants anyone to experience any of these things. So regardless of the category that you're in, let's find solutions for you. So let's go ahead and talk about these, the solutions. But first, let's talk a little bit also about the symptoms that all of these categories have in common. Are you experiencing some of these things? All of them express that they have poor sleep. They get sick more often. In fact, people who are experiencing burnout and, and these different aspects with work, they take sick leave days significantly more than people who are engaged at work and not burnt out and who are loving it and growing 
with it and in alignment with it. Okay. They also practice poor self-care. They experience depression much more often. They have a loss of motivation and a loss of optimism. Okay. We don't want any of this for anyone. So some of the symptoms, yes, are similar and some of them are very different. So I want you to identify which category are you in? Is it burnout? Is it difference with decision makers? Is it ready for more? Okay. Now, burnout is what we want you to solve. And in our membership right now, like I referred to earlier, there's training resources and so much more for you to resolve burnout, right? Yes, it is going to be in some aspects, taking time for yourself. Yes, it is going to be setting boundaries around work time so that you also have you time. Some of them, some of the solutions for burnout relate with mindset, relate with boundaries, relate with life balance. And yeah, we have resources and so much more for you to get you actual tangible help with that. But what if it's, what if what you're experiencing is actually that second category? You know, some teachers have reached out and they've said, look, in my district, I am not getting very much respect and I have no say in how this is going and how that is going. And I really want, you know, this to be happening and that to be happening and it's not happening. So sometimes with teachers who are in this category, having a difference with a decision maker, sometimes there's different solutions for it. One of those is having a change in perspective. Now, what does, what do I really mean by that. It might be a change in your perspective or a change in the decision maker's perspective. How can that happen? Well, that can happen by having a conversation. Sometimes it can happen, right? So what is that going to look like? It's going to look like sitting down and having what's called a crucial conversation and say, hey, I'm experiencing this, or I can see that this is the decision. Can you help me understand? And then fill in the blank with whatever it is about the decision or the policy or what's in place. Now that might lead to enlightenment on your side. And you can say, oh, okay, I can see how this actually relates with like local laws or with the state standards and objectives or whatever's being required. Or they might explain something and then you then also have the opportunity to say, okay, from my perspective, here's a different solution that I would love to propose that will lead us to the same solution. Would something like this be an option? Okay. That can lead to a change in perspective on the part of the decision maker. Or maybe they could escalate it to administration at the district level or your school organization level or whatnot. So sometimes a solution for that category is a conversation that leads to a change in perspective, either on your part or on the decision maker's part. Oftentimes that might not be the case. So sometimes the solution for that is changing a school, changing a grade level, maybe changing the district or the school organization that you work for. If it's a decision maker or a policy that is the issue, not teaching, then changing locations or having a different decision maker or policy in place can resolve that. But can you see how that will not be the solution or the remedy, the cure, if you're experiencing burnout? Okay, let's go to the third category, not burnout, not difference with decision makers, the third category of those teachers who are ready for more. So what are some ways to cure that? If that's kind of why you're feeling that angst or unsettled feeling, 
So some of this are, yeah, just having an opportunity to contribute in a new way. This might be something that you do after work. While I was a teacher, I taught in the evenings also. First as a volunteer, kind of a role and opportunity. Later for my district and a different opportunity, teaching love and logic curriculum to parents and families. Loved it for a year, right? It was it was new, a new way to grow. And it kind of met that need for me. But then I continued to have that need and wanted to continue growing. Maybe there's something that you can do along with work, almost as a side hustle. Maybe it's volunteering. Maybe it's not. But you can grow in a new way while working. Or maybe some of those things are requiring too much time. If it's doing full-time work and something on the side, having a new work opportunity, a way to grow in a new way, and it counts for your work and you're compensated for it is a great thing too, okay? Maybe it's new learning. Maybe you're going to sign up and and do a master's program. Maybe you're going to do a certificate, right? Maybe you're going to do online courses. If what you're thirsty for is learning, join a course, join a membership, right? We'd love to have you in the membership. Continue to grow, continue to learn. Maybe what you want is you want a new role, not necessarily a teacher role. Maybe you want to be an instructional coach, Maybe you're like me and in your district, there are not more opportunities for that with thousands of teachers and so many applicants. It's sometimes in many cases, those are just very limited opportunities. And maybe you're thinking, look, I want new opportunities for new growth in different ways that are beyond a school building, that are beyond my school district, that provide different life aspects and interaction with different companies, different people, different resources, working full-time, part-time, remote, on-site, so much more. If you're ready for more, totally ready to help you with that. Would love to anytime. So what I really want for you is I want you to be happy. I want you to be in a good place. So first let's identify which of these categories are you in. If it's burnout, if it's this difference with decision makers, Or is it ready for more? Okay. If you're in our Facebook group, I want you to find the posts on this episode. And I want you to tell me which of these categories are you in? Okay. And if you are not sure which category you're in, maybe you're like, I don't know, is it, is it burnout or is it difference with decision makers or is it ready for more? I'm not really sure. If you're not really sure, I have a quiz that is going to help you with that. It's at teachertransition.com forward slash happy. It's going to help you identify your job satisfaction, right? Your personal well-being related to your job. It will help you see really clearly if it is just, you know, work circumstances, maybe you need to pull back a little bit, not do quite as much, or if it's actually feeling stagnant, plateaued, maybe it's I, I need more life flexibility, different hours, whatever it is, it's going to help you identify is it burnout or is it something else? Okay. This is also correlated with great research. So it's a very um, reliable resource. Super excited for, for you to take that and to have those results. Really what I want for you is to know really what, what I want for you is, is to be well, to be in a good place and yeah, to have the support and the resources that you need. So if you need more help with this, if you can identify, you know, I'm in the burnout category, 
then jump in our membership. You're going to have access to the Beat Teacher Burnout training and resources. You're going to have printable resources that I use with my students that help prevent burnout. So for the rest of the school year and however many years you want to teach in the future, you're going to have some resources to help you springboard into that. You're also going to have resources so that you can see visually your personal balance of every 24 hours, right? You're going to see really clearly how balanced or imbalanced you are and have training and resources to help you with that. So in the membership, you're going to have on-demand resources and training so that you can take them at your own pace and just dive into what you need most. You're also going to have monthly new training. Again, this month, you're going to have the Beat Teacher Burnout training. You are also going to have training on how to start your own company. Okay, and all the templates and resources that I have for you for that. And you're also going to be able to jump on our live Q&A support calls, get the feedback that you need, right? If, if you are not sure what to be doing to beat teacher burnout, hop on, let's talk through it and walk through it. If you know you want to be doing something else, but you're not sure what, hop on a call. Let's talk through your interests, your needs. You're going to have access to, to so many courses and resources and research-based resources that will help you through all of that, but we can absolutely hop on a call about it. I can give you feedback on your resume, on your cover letter, on the companies you're applying to, anything that you need. And very importantly, what you need is what we incorporate in our upcoming training as well. So if you are experiencing any of this. I would love to help and to focus on you and what you need whenever you're ready to jump in. Okay, you guys, good luck with everything that you're up to. Celebrate the amazing things that you have going on. What a great job you've done in so many aspects this year, right? Teachers have never had to be more flexible than you are being. So great job. And I would love to help you with any of your next steps. Okay, talk soon. Have a great week. This episode may have ended, but connecting doesn't have to. Join us on Facebook or Instagram and get the support and inspiration you need in your personal educator path. If you're loving the podcast, help us spread the word. Leave a review or screenshot the episode, share it on social media, and be sure to tag us at Teacher Transition. Who knows? We may even feature what you share on our social media feed too. Until next time, teacher friends, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. Good luck with the great things you're up to right now and keep looking forward to the amazing things to come.